So, folks, how many times have you been sitting around going, man, I wish I got a better night's sleep last night? Uh, not me, because I sleep great every night. Why is that? Well, we have this amazing MyPillow bed set up. I mean, our, de our bed is decked out with MyPillow. We have the three-inch mattress topper, the MyPillow pillows, the Giza Dream, Dream Sheets. Sheets. Heck um, yeah. And, and I... My personal favorite. Yeah, well, and the towels, too. I thought the towels oh, yeah. are, were your favorite. Uh, I think I'm between the two now, both. I think they're both my favorites. Yeah, well... The, the Giza Dream Sheets are amazing, though. My favorite is my my slippers. Yeah, well... I, I literally wear my slippers everywhere. The only mistake I made with the slippers was that I didn't get the um, the protector. So I had to go ahead and order that. There's a protector? Yeah, like the spray-on protector, the leather protector uh, for your slippers, right? Because mm. I wear them so much, and I literally wear them everywhere. I wear them to the grocery store. I wear them out and about. Um, and they're starting to get little spots on them. So, you know, you need that that leather protector on them. Absolutely. Because they are real leather. So, yeah, they're so, they're really amazing. So, folks, go to MyPillow.com. Uh, use promo code DEFIANT. Save up to 66% on your order today you on, can also use on it at mystore.com you most certainly can on yeah. anything at the my store but go to mypillow.com use promo code defiant today that will save up to 66 percent on your order uh you get everything there it's all made in america it's coming to you again helping out a great patriot who's keep, help helping keeping our show free we're asking you just to help them out a little bit you'll be amazed at what it feels like a better night's sleep will do for you in the next day you are amazed trust me just try it mypillow.com use promo code defiant that's it. Enjoy your fantastic night's sleep. Absolutely. Have a good day, folks. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
Welcome back. <clears throat> Welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my better beloved better half. Hey, Lynn. Hello, Patriot. And tonight we have a special guest with us, a very special guest, and we appreciate having him on. Um, we Attorney have, uh, Thomas Renz. Yes. So, you know, we keep saying that history repeats itself, and uh, Mr. Renz is the modern-day David to Goliath right now. So if you'd believe, yeah. yes, absolutely. He is the lead attorney in several major cases brought in Ohio, New Mexico, Maine, and nationally against the evil, evil overlords that are trying to rule all of our lives. The CDC, Biden, Fauci, the DHHS, um, regarding forced vaccine mandates, big tech censorship, COVID-19 lockdowns, hospital murders, mask mandates, business closures, false PCR data, fraudulent death numbers, everything that we've been talking about for the past year and more. Yep. Uh, so attorney Thomas Renz works with and represents America's frontline doctors and make Americans free again. So if you want to see Fauci fired, you should go to the Renz website and sign the Renz letter at www.renz-law.com. So, Which um, we, of course, want to see Fauci fired yes. as he is the Gestapo for this administration. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Doctor. Doctor. We, we yes. talk to so many doctors. We do talk to a lot of doctors. Uh, <laughs> sir, welcome. Hey, I'm glad to be here. How are you guys doing today? We are good. Yeah, we are fantastic. And we are so happy to have you on with us today. Um, I know our listeners, we've uh, we've followed and talked about your work uh, quite a bit in the last six months, especially. So we're definitely thrilled to have you come on and talk to us about it live and in person. So uh, what's new in the, the fight? Against COVID. Uh, yeah, David and Goliath. Well, a lot of what we're doing right now, I mean, the courts are slow and we're, we're trudging through. I mean, that is what it is. But uh, a lot of the work right now is really about educating people and trying to save people. I mean, this is really going to come down to we the people thing. Uh, ultimately, you know, a court win or a court loss is going to be something that's going to have an impact. But you're still going to have people trying to push us. There's trillions of dollars riding on this, right? So, I mean, you got to figure they're not going to stop until the truth comes out. And the truth is really where, where we uh, win or lose this. But in the meantime, uh, it's honestly right now about educating people and getting the word out and trying to activate people to, to put their foot down on this and to take a stand because we're going to keep fighting in the courts for as long as we can. But the thing about that is, is in the meantime, you know, if it takes two years to get the victory that we want to get or three years or whatever, I mean, that's a lot of people that die if we don't make them aware of what's going on. And ultimately, you know, this is something where you've got to, you've got to decide where you stand. Are you, are you going to stand for your individual liberty or not? And, you know, uniquely, uniquely in American history, to my knowledge, you know, outside of wartime, uh, if you don't take a stand for your liberty, well, you, you're putting yourself at danger. Now, as I've often said, uh, I've been a very, I am not anti-vax. I myself have been vaccinated. I have both shots. Uh, however, I am uh, one of the reasons, like, for instance, uh, now that the Fifth Circuit Court just ruled, Sixth. or Sixth Circuit Court just ruled that Biden's, mandate for 100 employees and private companies can go back in i'm proud of i'm part of a privatized fire department we are not a government entity we are privatized we have nothing to do with the government um we are basically 
uh, what do you, uh, on loan, if you will, or where there's a contract or contracted to put out the fires in the area in which I work. And, uh, I know for a fact now that that has happened with the Sixth Circuit Court, I know for a fact that the shots are coming back. I guarantee they're going to start pushing it. Uh, now, for instance, my issue with it, yes, I've been vaccinated. I got vaccinated early on. I got it like right after Trump came out with it. I was part of the initial push with first responders and EMTs and paramedics and so on and so forth. However, what I will not stand for and what I do not stand for is them forcing that on other people who don't wish to take it. My problem is the, the liberty there, the freedom. Uh, it should be up to you whether or not you want to get the vaccine or not. You don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. Does it affect me in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely not. Does it affect anybody else in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely not. I don't believe that for a heartbeat. So the belief of this mandate is what has really driven me crazy. And I'm not sure... Uh, I'm sure you believe the same thing. I'm sure you're about in the same place, if not worse. Uh, I don't know if you've been vaccinated. And honestly, I don't care. I don't want to know. The point of this isn't so much about the vaccination. I believe it's about the choice or the freedom thereof to have the vaccination if you want it or not. And I actually um, am on the other side of the fence. We have very interesting dinner conversations because I am not vaccinated. I am fully anti-vax. Um, I believe that this jab, I know that this jab is killing people. I believe there's a, a greater agenda here that it is a, a worldwide depopulation agenda. And the mandate is really just about control and the vaccine is about death. Um, so again, we have some interesting dinner conversations here, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, we're both working towards the same goal, which is freedom. Um, so, uh, that that's that's a rough one. I know you were the initial one to drop the lawsuit uh, regarding the cover up of the massive amount of deaths that came out of the shot initially. I believe it was forty five thousand, and that's gone up since then. Um, where, can you tell us about that? Where did that data come from? How did you get it? And uh, how's that going? Well, there's a lot of stuff there, and I'll tell you all about that data. So let me tell you first of all where I am on this. So. Prior to COVID, I was fully vaccinated. My kids were fully vaccinated, the whole nine yards. I've never been anti-vax. Even when COVID started, I wasn't anti-vax. I've only been through the research that I've done, all the doctors that I've been with, all the scientists that I've worked with, that I found that I've got issues with the COVID vax, which actually makes me nervous about quite a few other ones as far as that goes. But, you know, the thing is, is that ultimately, um, I've never been anti-vax generally. I am anti-COVID vax. Now I'm anti-COVID vax for several reasons. And here's how you split the difference between the two of you, right? Um, and I love, by the way, and I wanna stress, you guys are, you guys, that's awesome that you guys are able to, you know, agree politely and move on, right? Because, uh, or probably, you know, 70% of the time politely. But that, you know, that's the thing is, you know, we're preaching unity on my side. My side is unity. My side is pro-American, freedom, liberty, all that stuff, you know. But here's where I've got a problem with the vaccine. The problem that I have with the vaccine is not if you want to get it, get it. It's that they're not telling the truth about it, okay? You can't give informed consent when you don't have the knowledge to give it. And, you know, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on on this. I don't care whether you're in favor of it or not. The bottom line is, is if you look at this, Ask yourself, why is, it, why is it that I'm barraged daily by a case counter 
or death counter on the uh, the bottom corner of my my cell phone or CNN or whatever, where is the vaccine adverse event counter? Where is the death counter? Are you telling me that they aren't tracking it? And don't tell me, well, there's VAERS. We all know that VAERS is wrong. They say that VAERS is wrong. So where's the real numbers and why are they keeping it quiet? And that's where my data comes in, right? So we had we have whistleblowers. I got a bunch of them at this point, right? And most of the data that I've got, the best data I got, has came from the Center for Medicare Services. Uh, Medicare Services, you know, they've got a they've got this uh, handy dandy database of bills that go out to everybody, right? And these bills, they go out to everybody, and they track what Medicare is paying for. So if you're paying for a shot, they have that. If you're paying for, you know, a heart attack, they have that. Whatever they're paying for. Right. So when you look at this, you can look and say, OK, uh, how many people got the shot and dropped dead immediately in Medicare? Now, Medicare only is generally the 65 and up category. Right. So it, it's not the whole country. And so, but it's very good for the portion of the country that it represents because it's it's very uh, it covers, you know, a vast majority of that population. So. There's, there's underreporting of vaccination. I mean, you know, people go to the MaxVax sites and, uh, you know, sometimes that doesn't get reported. But generally speaking, uh, you know, that's probably the best data out there. So a lot of our data is there. I mean, we're at over 52,000 right now that have died within 14 days of getting the shot over, you know, on Medicare. And I say within 14 days, because remember, if you die within 14 days of getting the jab, first or second dose, you're not counted as vaccinated, so you wouldn't get included in that statistic. And, you know, there, therein goes to the issue, right? Um, we know that they use Medicare, by the way, because the Department of Defense document that we have that we made public, well, that document shows that they use the Medicare servers to, to analyze this. So they're aware of this. They're just covering it up. They know there's been over 52,000 deaths within 14 days, but they don't report it because if within 14 days you die, you're not vaccinated. So you can go in 65 years old, perfectly healthy, get the shot, drop dead, and you're not a vaccine death. Well, the problem is, is there is no informed consent. There's no risk analysis. You know, under federal law and under just our legal structure generally, yeah, they recalled the Chevy Volt. Nobody, I don't think anybody died. They, they recalled it because of the potential for a battery fire, right? So if they recalled it because of the potential for a battery fire without anybody dying, why is it that you have that on one hand, but you have on the other hand, you know, 50 plus thousand deaths and no one's saying a word about it? It's, it's not an acceptable thing to me. So if they were honest about this and people still wanted to go get their jab, well, okay, you know, I mean, if you're dumb enough to do that, go ahead. But they haven't been honest from the start. They've lied about the number of deaths from COVID. They, you know, I mean, we all heard about the motorcycle rack that was a COVID death. And, and that wasn't illegal based on the structure that they put out. Uh, we all heard about, you know, these, these ridiculous things that they called COVID deaths. So they lied about the deaths. PCR tests, we know they don't work. They can't properly detect COVID. And they sh certainly can't detect a variant. Um, so... I mean, we had massive recalls of PCR tests. So you've got all these things, lie upon lie upon lie upon lie. If they wanted to create something that they wanted to call a variant, or I'm sorry, a vaccine, and they wanted to put this out and they wanted to give everybody informed consent, okay, 
Okay, if you if you want to take something that dangerous and you know what's going on, you go to a brother. But don't lie about it, and certainly don't force it on kids. Well, did you have you looked at the DARS, the De- Department of Defense uh, Adverse Reaction System? Have you looked at that? Have you heard about that? I've heard of it. I haven't seen I haven't seen much from it. Well, yeah, that's because about six months ago, uh, the Department of Defense was given an order from the White House to not report any more any more of their numbers to anybody. Yeah. Matter of fact, the whole system went classified, which is yeah. unheard of, because DARS has been used uh, for it was uh, originally started for smallpox, uh, way way back in the day to track smallpox deaths in uh, the Indians back in eighteen shoot that, that was eighteen sixty nine eighteen seventy nine. Um, when the, when they were, you know, the Indian people were dying from smallpox and that's how the military medical system was tracking the smallpox deaths and what vaccines were working on smallpox. So DARS has been out there. DARS was completely shut down by the government. That is the one that, you know, when we first started this, uh, we talked about the vaccine. I, I've had all sorts of different vaccines. I had anthrax. I've had both anthrax one and two. I've had both versions of anthrax. I had the one where they stuck it in the back of your arm and you were sick for like a week. You had this gigantic goiter growing off the back of your freaking arm. You thought it was going to eat the rest of your body. You had a temperature of like 110 degrees. You were like literally dead for about two weeks. And then all of a sudden you were fine. It was gone. Nothing happened to you. But Dar, or well, with that, I always said that, you know what? I got it. Never had any real side effects minus that one. Never had any problems with it. Never had, you know, this, that, and the other thing, whatever. Always been pretty lucky with vaccines. Always said, always thought that, you know, even as a soldier, I was like, well, the, the government's kind of trying to do good things for you. But now I'm sitting here watching this one, and she brought up all of the deaths. You have brought up all of the deaths. People dying that they're trying to cover up. Why do you shut down the DAR system? Something that everybody has used in the past as kind of a balance for what is going on in the American public as compared to what is going on now. Why do that? That never made any sense to me. Well, I mean, that's it, right? So, I mean, this is all about fraud. It's all about lying. It's all about the lack of transparency in government, right? So, you know, contrary to popular opinion, the numbers that I've seen have indicated to me the opposite of what the government's saying, which is much consistent with everything else related to COVID. And what I mean by that is, so as I've looked at these numbers, it looks to me like the, the worse your health, the higher risk you are for COVID, the more risk these vaccines are, right? So if you're an 85 year old, your death rate from these vaccines is crazy high compared to someone like you, you know, who's in great shape, you know, taking care of themselves, you know, much younger and, uh, you know, just generally, you know, in good health. The danger, the danger really, at least the short-term danger. Now we don't know the long-term, right? We do see an awful lot of healthy people having heart attacks and strokes right now, which is absolutely because of that. In fact, I just got word, and I believe the Gateway Pundit published an article on this, that uh, one of the school districts in uh, New York actually put out a memo to the parents saying that they should prepare for heart attacks in the schools. Yeah. 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 Well, that's because once you get this, that's the risk. And, you know, they, they know the myocarditis is a serious issue. They know that these, but that's just one of the issues. You know, the doctors, the scientists that aren't bought out that have studied this. Listen, when I, I talk, I'm talking about guys like Peter McCullough, 
who's put his entire life and reputation on the line to stand up for this. And he was literally, literally one of the most published scientists on the globe before this. I mean, this guy is literally one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, you talk about Harvey Risch, you know, a professor from Yale. I mean, these guys aren't jokes. These are the smartest people out there. And, you know, what's happened is, is they've looked at this and they weren't willing to sell out. They looked at the real data and they weren't willing to sell out. And so they've been crucified for telling the truth. But, you know, going back to the dares, well, the problem is, is all of this is about a lie. It's all a cover up. And, uh, you know, especially on this podcast, you know, we got a lot of people who are, who are, you know, God bless President Trump, right? I mean, the guy did amazing things. If there's one spot that I really hope he will see, it's what's happened with this. Listen, he got lied to by some of the smartest people in the world, some of the most insidious people in the world. Anthony Fauci is one of the most in, incredibly good liars anybody's ever seen. And, uh, if there's one area of his presidency that I wish he could have fixed, it was this. This was planned for decades ahead of time. We've got more evidence on that than I could share in any five shows. And there's been books on it. I mean, you can look at Kennedy's book. You can look at Peter Bregan's book. You can look at, which, by the way, both are great books. Um, you know, you can look anywhere. There's tons of evidence. This was planned. And the president was surrounded by snakes. We know that. The swamp. This had to happen. COVID had to happen. It had to happen because uh, for these bad guys, because they needed something to really cause trouble in the U.S. And, uh, you know, it just so happened that they, they decided that the, the best weapon that they could have against us is uh, a germ. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I really think, I, I believe Trump was lied to in the beginning and that they, they kept this from him. But, um, I don't see how he doesn't know now what's going on. There's no way he's still that insulated um, that he's not been told what's going on. I, and now my fear is that his ego is getting in the way. Um, I, I think he needs to come out and, and disavow the vaccine as soon as possible if he has any kind of a chance of leading us again in the future. Um, that's, that's a rough one for me. And I guess we got to ask, what do you think? <clears throat> do you think he's been, because uh, like we've said, we've said it on this podcast before, there's three types, there's three ways that he could be. He could just be completely incompetent or he had absolutely no idea that this was going on, which we all say, no, that's impossible. Not President Trump. There's just no way. Uh, the second thing, he was complicit. I don't believe that for a second either. I don't believe that President Trump would ever think that that would be a good idea. I don't believe, not for a second, that the, he was... Uh, controlled opposition. Yeah, I don't believe he was controlled opposition. And number three, um, he's so insulated from it that he just doesn't hear about what's going on. He keeps watching mainstream media, media which I find that hard to believe too. Because... If there's one thing he came out and showed us, if he showed anything to the American people, which I think was his number one success, and I think his number one failure <clears throat> are both one and the same. His number one success is showing us that the mainstream media is crap, that it's all controlled opposition. But I also believe that his number one failure was COVID and his reaction to COVID and what he did. Uh, and I think one of two of them are the same. And the reason being, 
is he left Anthony Fauci in place like he did, which you just explained very, I must say you put it way better than I could have ever put it because I completely agree with you about Anthony Fauci. And uh, not only do I agree with you, but I also have evidence to back up the fact he's been doing it for years because it started back in 1983 when we start talking about AIDS. And AIDS, he was in charge of AIDS. Look what he did with AIDS. I mean, I remember back in the day where you couldn't go to a public restroom and sit on a toilet seat because you might get AIDS. Everybody remembers that. If you're old enough, you remember that. It was just, it was his first fear campaign and he's perfected it since then. And he saw how acutely accurate that was if he did it right. Now he's doing it again. This time he's doing it with COVID. But I don't know why Trump left him in power. Do you have a, do you have even a take on that? Do you have a belief as to why Trump did that? So, you know, listen, I think it's a really tough question, to be honest. And I'll tell you why. Not because I really care about, you know, I mean, I, I just say what I think. I, I, I'm not into lying and I'm not into politics. Um, no, I think that the president, you got to understand, and I, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm like this little nobody, right? And all of a sudden, you know, I'm on all these videos and people are talking to me about this, that, and other. And, you know, and all I'm doing is trying to fight for us to be free. And as I'm, as more and more that's happening, I find out how hard I have to work hearing what's really going on versus what a handful of people are telling me, right? Because at this point, you know, I'm, I'm working on things in more states than I can count. And I'm working on all this different stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it, I'm just so busy that I don't have the time to do some of the things that I was able to do when I started. So multiply that by a million, right? I mean, you've got a president. He's in charge of the most powerful country in the world. He's got all these people who are so rich and powerful and prestigious that are giving him this advice, giving him that advice. Um, you know, I honestly think that... Uh, I think he's got people that are still to this day telling him, you know, these guys are kooky anti-vaxxers and this, that, and other. And, uh, you know, you got to stand behind this. This was your biggest success. And, you know, this, that, and other, right? Um, the problem is, is here's what I think is going to really happen. I think he's getting lied to. I don't know who it is, but I'm pretty sure he's got a couple people real close to him that are lying through their rear. And I, the thing that I don't understand is he's really been good about sniffing out rats. But in this case, he's really missing out on something because someone's lying to him big time. And here's what's going to happen. My prediction is this. You know, this is going to drag on as long as they can do so. But I think just prior to 2024, it's going to start coming out uh, really big. If he's, if he's the nominee or if he looks like he might be the nominee, you're going to start hearing about all the deaths from this vaccine. Now, you got to follow the money, right? The money in this is not in the COVID vaccine. The money is in the mRNA gene therapies. The gene therapy is where the, you look at where the money's being invested, it's in gene therapy. And uh, we just saw the, the CEO of Bayer came out not that long ago and said, you know, hey, if two years ago you'd asked people to do the uh, do gene therapy, 95% of them would have said, hell no, now they're lining up. Look at how successful COVID was. Um, you know, so... That's where the money is. So what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to, if Trump has a shot at the White House again, they're going to wait. They're going to, you know, they, they've already said they're going to move the mRNA and the gene therapy stuff into the flu shot and elsewhere. 
and they're going to then uh, you know let let the COVID thing die. They're going to say, listen, oh my God, all these people are dying. We were wrong. You know the science didn't show it till now, but now the science shows it. And guess what? It's all because Trump forced us to do this so fast with Operation Warp Speed. Had we had time for real testing, wouldn't have been a problem. And by the way, you know, now this has been out there, so we know how to do it safely. So it's all good now. And what they, you know, then they get, you know, two or three years of testing uh, on the American public, which is really what this is, and the, the world's public. And uh, they can lay all the blame at Trump and they can say, high fives, look at what we did. I think that's where it's going. And I think that Trump's got two options. I think, and, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I will literally fly, I will find the funding to fly the doctors to wherever he is. I will fly, you know, the top doctors in the world on this, the people who know this, the people who aren't making money on this, but instead are being persecuted for standing for something. I'll fly them there. I'll find the money to do it. And, uh, you know, I'll let them have a conversation with him. And then, you know, he needs to come out then. He needs to actually hear the other side of this from people who are not being paid for it, but who are being persecuted for telling the truth. He needs to hear that and then make a decision. Then, you know, he, to my mind, what he needs to do is come out and just admit to everybody he got lied to because he did in a massive way. Um, I don't see, you know, listen, whether you, whether you like everything Trump did or not is less relevant to me than the fact that I don't think he did anything that he didn't think was in the best interest in the country. You know, um, took on the swamp. Now that's, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty bold move, you know? So I think that this is really just something where he's still surrounded by bad people. I think that there's a lot of people trying to push him with this. I mean, you know, he's got some good people, but I, I don't know who the snake is that's really pushed him on this, but I can't for a second, believe that uh you know that this is this isn't influenced and i completely agree with you that i i couldn't disagree with you that on that that you're absolutely right and i i we've often said on this show on this exact topic we said follow the money because the money always takes you to the end of the rat hole it always brings you down to where the real business is being done because the money always and that is a, a, a key thing. I didn't even, I, I heard about the bear thing. I didn't even put two and two together until you just said that. And I was like, now, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. Cause he did just come out, the CEO from bear just yesterday, uh, Friday, sorry, Friday afternoon, he came out and he said, look, look how much money we're making with gene therapy. We have to move forward with gene therapy on everything. He didn't just say COVID per se. He said everything. Well, he, he said because... everything from the flu vaccine to whatever vaccine they come up with in the future. Yeah, that's because the COVID vaccine isn't actually for COVID. It's to manipulate your DNA. Well, that's gene. the other so, side of it. Um, I got to see Dr. Stella again in Dallas and got to thank her personally for saving my mom's life. There you go. That's I, a big one. I tell you what, Dr. Stella gives the best hugs. You know, she is she is a, a warrior of God. I mean, this this woman brings... A, a spiritual axe to the battlefield. Um, and at the same time that she's fighting for you on the spiritual level, she's also fighting for you on the medical level. She's amazing. So if you, if you're feeling just a little down or you're, you haven't had COVID, you're afraid of getting COVID. Um, it can be a very scary thing. 
Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine really do work. I promise you, you are not going to grow a tail. Uh, Mick and I, <laughs> Mick and I both take hydroxychloroquine regularly as a prophylactic, even though, um, well, I think I've had COVID. I don't think Mick has, but uh, either way, we Still take hydroxychloroquine it. all the time. My mom, we gave her ivermectin when she got COVID and she was better in four days, four days. And Dr. Stella also has this awesome all-in-one vitamin, which can really help boost your immune system because it's really important not just to take over-the-counter prescription drugs, but in order to keep your immune system at its peak efficiency all the time so and you don't get yep. sick, you really need an excellent vitamin supplement. So Dr. Stella is the place to go. Go yeah, to drstellamd.com and use, use the promo, promo code, code DEFIANT and that will save you up to 5% not only in your teledoc visit, but also because remember folks, this is a prescription. You are being mailed a prescription, so you have to physically see a doctor first. So you're gonna go there, you're gonna get a teledoc visit. Your teledoc visit, once your teledoc visit's complete, they're going to, if you're sick immediately, they will overnight you, uh, either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, whichever one you get. Or both. Or both, if you use Promo code DEFIANT, that will save you up to 5%, not only in your teledoc visit, but also with the drugs as well. And they will send them, and trust me when I say that they're within 48 hours, because they were there within 48 hours. Yep. For my mother-in-law, they were there in 48 hours, and let me tell you something, I didn't have to hear about it anymore, about how she was gonna <laughs> die. It literally lasted 72 hours about me hearing about how she was gonna die when I knew for a fact- natural immunity. When I knew for a fact she wasn't going to. So Dr. Stella, M-D, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot, or md.com and again use promo code defiant save up to five percent on your order both on your teledoc visit and any order you make even if you get the vitamin or you get hcq ivm whichever you get get them both get them all and get them shipped to you and save five percent on your order like i said we are only bringing people that we believe in that are patriots people that we know that are not here to you know, they're not patriots, they're patriots. They're here promoting the same cause we're promoting. They're trying to help the same things you're trying to help. This is what we want to get to you. This will help you recover from COVID. It will help you prevent COVID. Uh, as we're hearing now, we've got news or stories after news stories coming out about, especially hydroxychloroquine, how it can be used as a prophylactic and even not- for the flu, correct. not just COVID, even for the flu. So, so as folks, Mick likes go get to it. say, better to have and not need than need and not have. Absolutely. Get it for your own ship box, put it in your house somewhere just in case somebody gets sick. Boom, you've got it. Family member gets sick, you can ship them some. Here you go. I got some drugs for you. This will work. Trust me, it will work. Just take it. You will be amazed. You'll even feel better. If you're not sick, you will even feel better after taking it. Trust me. It's amazing. So folks, again, doc, Dr. Stella, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot MD. MD com. or MD.com and use promo code defiant and you'll save up to 5%. Appreciate y'all listening. <clears throat> and, and, you know, that being said, we were actually, we were at a party last night, a Christmas party. Um, and I was talking to uh, a nurse who works at a military hospital near us. And we were all talking about this and all, all of us there, I think, uh, were not vaccinated and, oh no, she, she, she actually is, she was yeah. vaccinated. Um, but, probably about half the people there weren't vaccinated. Um, and I said something to her about the Nuremberg Code and she had never even heard of it, didn't know what it was. And I pulled it out and read it to her. And I mean, this is a, you know, a 
educated professional in the medical field and had never even heard of the Nuremberg Code. And we've been hearing where rumblings about Nuremberg too, potentially. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that can't come fast enough, what? but how does, how does the, the Nuremberg code play into any kind of legal cases that we can bring against people? How would we even get that rolling? Because obviously they are in violation of every single point of the Nuremberg code at this point. You know, well, the Nuremberg was codified into the U S through a couple different processes and it wasn't, it's not called the Nuremberg code in our code in our, uh, law. But the principles are basically there. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's kind of two parts to that answer, right? So there's, what do we do under domestic law? Well, under domestic law, there's so many laws that have been broken already, I don't even know where to start. And, uh, you know, the real question is going to be whether our courts are corrupt or not. And I, you know, I hate saying that way, but listen, the courts are going to have to have to take a stand on this, right? I mean, we've got just clear egregious violations of the law. And what we also have is we have a situation where most of the cases that are being brought forth are being thrown out on things like standing. Well, you know, you can throw any case you don't want to deal with out on standing. I will tell you that I've looked at this. You know, I don't think that there is a case on this planet that could be brought that they couldn't find an excuse to throw out on standing if they didn't want to deal with it. And so the question is, are they, you know, can you get their interest enough for them to deal with it? Because they've got it set up that way. There are a couple of cases, Iqbal and Twombly, uh, by the Supreme Court that basically said, well, there has to be, you know, it has to be plausible that you can, you can get somewhere with this case for it to go forward. Well, that's just opinion. That's just raw opinion. That just means if the court doesn't want to hear it, they can throw it out. It's terrible. So the courts dodge more cases than we care to uh, care to think, and the courts need to take this seriously. Um, now, the problem is, is that there's a lot of political pressure and money and power involved in this. And on the other side, you get little nobodies like me and, you know, some of these other firms that really, you know, the, listen, the, the, the biggest firms are not involved in this. They won't be because they have clients that are counter to it. They were all bought off, essentially. I, I don't mean bought off like they're paid off not to do it. I mean, they're conflicted out. You know, before this happened, these guys were smart. They all, you know, they had hospitals and doctors and pharmacies and, you know, different groups all, you know, take contracts with all the big firms so that the big firms were kind of conflicted out. And now then on top of that, they put massive political pressure on these firms not to do anything. Um, and the reward you get for doing this is, is excoriated in the press and everywhere else. I mean, they've done everything they can to destroy me and destroy my reputation and destroy everything about me. And, you know, but for the fact that I have no pride and don't care, it probably would have worked. Um, so, you know, there's just the, we've got to get to the point where the courts are going to take a stand on this. Um, but in the meantime, one of the most important things we can do is we, the people have to take a stand on it. I mean, listen, I, if you're fully vaxxed, I worry about you. I pray for you, but I also don't have it. It's not like I hate you. It's not like I've got an issue with you. Um, I don't hate anybody. Uh, this is about unity. 
the question isn't whether the question goes goes to exactly what you guys were talking about liberty right you want to get this well i believe you got to have informed consent because the law says that and i don't like the corruption in this but if you have that so what get it go ahead but you can't do it on children and you can't do it without informed consent so you know they broke the law when they authorized this and especially in people under 30 because you have zero statistical risk of death if you're under 30 years old in this and you know frankly again they lied they said that you know the uh, well we really need this in the old people well do you know how many reports i have from nursing homes from nurses who quit the day after where they gave the booster shot or they gave the second dose or they gave even the first dose and the next day they had four or five people dead i mean you know this is happening all over the country and it's being covered up you know like i said we, we've got a letter going out to a school district in new york that says you know hey everybody be ready for heart attacks and kids what do you mean be ready for heart attacks and kids why should i be ready for that it's safe and effective and that should that's never happened before why do we got to worry about it now yeah not only that kids don't have heart attacks that's not a, a natural oh. thing that a kid has but they're trying to normalize it they're trying to normalize it everywhere even on sesame street which is a big driver of of this whole thing um, scary as that is, but they're, they're marketing it to children. And at the same yeah. time, they're, they're trying to normalize things like heart attacks and strokes for parents so that they don't question that I'm, you know, someone, I don't remember if it was Dr. McCulloch or maybe Dr. Zelenko, someone described this as a mass psychosis and it, like everyone's suffering from some kind of Stockholm syndrome. And well, that's the intent, right? I mean, they're using a lot of techniques. So if you talk to some, you know, some of the retired generals, and I mean, you know, your retired service, thank you for your service. You know, if you talk to some of the retired leadership around around the country, you know, that, that's been involved with military operations, they know what you do if you want to destabilize a country. And they know that that's exactly what's happened here. I mean, it's been, you know, zero question and, you know, I mean, you can you can go back. They've been working on this so long. I have on my website, by the way, I want everybody to check out rems-law.com, please. Um, we're super censored, but we've got incredible amount of information there. If you want to know what's happening, it's not hard. And I'm going to tell you on my website, if you look at the, the, at the top of the website, there's a letter that I need everybody to sign. Um, but also there is uh, a link to the presentation that I did in Dallas here just, I don't know, a week or two ago. And if you go into that link and you scroll all the way down, there's several documents in there. There's a presentation that summarizes these documents. And then there's the actual documents themselves. And here's what I've got. I've got the DOD document, Department of Defense. I've got a Pfizer document that was submitted to the FDA. I've got a CDC document and I've got a couple others. Now, the CDC document is a presentation that was given by a CDC uh, guy back in, I want to say, 2003, 2004-ish. And if you read that, it includes the recipe uh, to, to increase demand on vaccines. And they talk about uh, measures for success being creating high levels of anxiety and stress in the populace. Well, what's COVID been? They talk about partnering with the media. 
They talk about, you know, pushing out that there's all these severe outcomes, even when they're not. This, that study, if you take the word influenza out and you insert the word COVID, summarizes the last two years. It's been a giant manipulation tactic, a giant, uh, just a very, very complex it's, and well-executed uh it's a huge psychological operation. That's exactly what yeah. it is. And that's why military guys are talking about it because it's the same thing we would do if we went into a country and we were trying to destabilize the populace to cause more people, A, to rise up against the government or the current government. Uh, it's something I actually, I we used to call it foreign internal defense. defense. Um, and something that uh, Special Forces is very well known for incorporating, encapsulating, and controlling. Uh, something that we were well known for doing. Uh, FID, it is a true, that is the truest definition. It's the way that you cause a people to rise up against their owners, their leaders, their, their government. Their um, evil overlords. Exactly. And something you just said there, uh, which kind of made me laugh, is that there is a lot of military, but you, you see the... Uh, I like to call it the mid-level. You don't see a lot of the high level because I also believe that, and I'm, I know you've talked to General Flynn. I know you've talked to several different people. Uh, my dad, he was a, uh, he's a retired two-star. Um, he told me that he said, I got out before I became political because at the three-star level and above, you basically become political. You pick a side. And depending on which side you pick, depends on how far up you go. Because if you don't pick the right side, you don't go any further. Or if you stay very malleable, as my father used to call it, if you were very malleable, you went very far. Uh, because you would be able to go from side to side. It didn't really matter where you sat. And uh, you would get promoted. Millie. You would be advanced. Uh, Millie's a perfect example of that. Um, but there's a lot of people out there, too, that don't understand that that Politics even exists in the military. Although we're supposed to be apolitical when we put that uniform on, we are not apolitical. There's a lot of people that are not apolitical. And we're just seeing that more and more today because it's now coming out. You're seeing it because there are certain people that are drawing a line saying, hey, look, no, I'm not going to stand for my guys getting the vaccine and they're being removed from power. And then you have people that are saying, well, yeah, it's just a vaccine. Uh, it's not a big deal, but you brought up another point that I wanted to hit on. And this is something on your website. Is there a place like, let's say, for instance, I know, for instance, here in the next couple of days, we just talked about it before we got into this uh, on the show. But for instance, I know in the next couple of days, I know I'm probably going to hear something about this vaccine mandate. If I have a vaccine mandate issue and let's say I work for a company and uh, I don't want to get the vaccine. Is there something on your website that I can go to and say, hey, <laughs> I'm in a company that I don't want the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. They're mandating me to get, get the vaccine. Can you offer me legal advice as to what to do? Well, so I've got a, I put an article up a while back, and I think it's, it's generally pretty accurate to this point uh, that talked about religious discrimination and uh, the, the jabs. And I think it's still pretty accurate. Um, we're seeing, I mean, it certainly could be updated because some of the current rulings, but I think that, uh, you know, the, the real short answer is that it's hard to give good advice on this because the law is extremely in flux right now. Um, you know, there is a huge push to try and make this legal. It's not. I mean, we had a, so here's the deal. Think about this. We had a revolution that was triggered by a tea tax. 
Okay. Now I know that there was a lot more to it than that, right? Anybody that knows, but yeah. But if you go back to our founding fathers, the Boston Tea Party and the tea tax were, con- you know, widely considered to be very much triggering events for the American Revolution, right? Tea tax. What do you think these guys would have did if someone said, we're going to force you to take an experimental vaccine? I mean, really? So, you know, here's the thing. To my mind, there is absolutely no question whether you want to look at it as a, as a penumbra argument uh, through, through the idea of bodily integrity as a fundamental right, whether you want to look at it as, you know, an original intent of the Constitution, including the Ninth Amendment, which we kind of blow off. Um, whether you want to, I don't care how you want to look at it. There is no way that you can make the argument that our founding fathers would have been okay with this. So the problem is, is that we aren't trying to do it the way that our nation was envisioned. We have a lot of people trying to say, it doesn't matter how it was envisioned. We're, you know, this far out and, you know, it just doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing though, that beautiful constitution that we have had an amendment process if we needed to change it. But the amendment process wasn't bad rulings in the courts and wasn't lousy legislation that ignored the Constitution and certainly wasn't unelected bureaucrats making up rules that uh, where they're not accountable to anybody. Okay, that was not the intent. So this stuff is illegal. Everything they're doing is illegal. But the problem is, is that we the people have two options. We can either fight, which is uncomfortable, we may lose our job, we may lose all sorts of things, we may get made fun of by someone, God forbid. I mean, I know that I worry about that, that keeps me up at night. (laughs) Um, You know, but, or we can fight, we can stand on principles. And, you know, I, I, I don't care where you stand on this. Here's the thing. If they can force you to put something in your body, where does it, where's the line on that, right? Where's the line? They can force you to put something in your body with, that's experimental at best. There's no long-term studies. We know there's no long-term studies because it didn't exist long-term. So, and they're going to force you to take it. Now, if they can do that, what can't they force you to do? It's inherently dangerous because there's no long-term studies. So we either give up our most fundamental of freedoms or we fight. You are echoing. Praising to the choir because I like literally had a conversation with a guy. He comes in, he relieves us every day. And he said, you know, if everybody just go get the freaking, uh, go get their shot, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about this anymore. And I looked at him that morning and I said, tell you what, then if I go get my shot, I want you to give me all your guns. And he looked at me, he said, well, why would you do, why would I do that? I said, because if you're going to force me to get a vaccine, what else are they going to take from us? Because next is the guns. You know, they're coming for our guns. You know, they're coming for our second amendment, right? And when I said that to him, it was like, um, he had, uh, you know, the Joe Biden. And then he looked at me, he goes, oh my God, you're right. I was like, yeah, I know I'm right. That is what we're talking about here. If we, if we give this up, we might as well give up every other right in the Bill of Rights, everything else that is given to us under God, not by the government, but given to us by God. All of those rights that we have, you know, that people have fought and died for, 
every single one of those. We might as well just go ahead and give them up. Yeah. Well, and listen, let's be realistic. You don't have to be a real genius to understand that the only reason that I'm not leading the charge into a FEMA camp right now is the Second Amendment. We would be Australia. Yeah. We would be, we would be Australia right now, but for our guns. Remember a few years ago when Australia gave up their guns? Yep. You know, I mean, you know, there is no question that the civil war that would break out is the only reason that, that this isn't happening. So, you know, if people have their guns and can defend themselves, it isn't going to work out so well. But, you know, you're right. And here's the thing, though, from a legal standpoint, let me ask you this. You don't have to be this. You don't need to be a lawyer on this. Right. This is common sense. What? What would you, the guns are to defend our freedom, right? The gun, that's, that's the purpose of the Second Amendment was, you know, we don't trust our government. Okay. So from, from kind of this principled standpoint, what freedom is more sacred? The freedom to control your body or to hold a gun? Now, you can't control your body if you don't hold the gun. But isn't the reason you want to hold the gun to control your body? Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, that's the bottom line. You can't make me do this. They have no authority to do this. And, you know, listen, as an attorney, you know, a lot of the best attorneys will tell you, our job isn't to, isn't to change the law. It's to just deal with the law as it is. We're officers of the courts. Okay, that's, that's fine. But my practice and my role is to advocate for change. So I'm fighting for change. It's a tough role. It's a tough fight. Um, but that's what I do. I have to. We have, we have a huge percentage of American people that are okay with the fact that they have less control over their bodies than someone in prison. Prisoners have the right to reject medical treatment. Prisoners. But, there, but Joe Biden is trying to give you less rights than a prisoner, and we are so blind and so apathetic and so lazy and so comfortable that we stand aside and watch the most sacred rights we have. We put our children at risk. And by the way, do you really think that they aren't going to mandate this to go to school? No. Does anybody think that? They absolutely are. They're already starting I mean, in some places. So. You don't care about yourself. You don't care about your children. What do you care about? When will you fight? When will you say no? And by fight, you know, we got some great leaders that demonstrated how you do this. Martin Luther King was considered a second-class citizen because of the color of his skin, and yet he changed the country. Look at suffrage, women's suffrage. They were women were second class citizens. And what's amazing to me, one of my favorites, is the fact that that the role that the women played in bringing about civil the civil rights change. You know, I mean, these people they laid it out for us. You have to draw a line in the sand and you have to say no. You can't be violent, you can't be crazy. You got to do it the right way. They laid it out. They showed us how to do it. If we, the people in mass, say absolutely hell no on this, it'll work. But we've got to have endurance. 
because they're not giving up quickly. It's not, it's not going to happen. Change, you know, this is projected. I've got some evidence here that they're looking at, you know, about a decade plan to condition us uh, to be, you know, willing to do whatever the government says. You know, they're looking at around a decade. If they make it faster, great. But, you know, to get rid of those outliers like you guys and me, you know, us, us little, you know, garbage people that just won't comply. Well, they figure about a decade, right? So, you know, the question is, is if they're willing to wait that long, how, how long are we willing to fight? And how many people have to die before the rest of these sheep wake up? So a great friend to us and a great friend to you all that he comes on our show all the time, Dr. Sherwood. He's been on our show, Left, Right, and Center. Uh, we bring him on uh, to talk about especially medical stuff. Uh, he is a naturopath. He is a naturopathic doctor, so you're aware. Um, and he gives us a lot of great info and a lot of great stuff that will help you in your life so you feel better, not only about your mental well, not only about your physical well-being, but your mental well-being as well. And, and don't forget about your spiritual well-being. Absolutely. Because they've got the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, he and his wife. His wife is an allopathic doctor, so uh, he's the naturopath. She's more the traditional doctor. Between the two of them, they focus on your overall health because it's great to treat your physical body, but if you're not healthy mentally and you're not healthy spiritually, then you're not truly healthy. So... Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Patriot Party and you're going to get his free ebook and you're going to save up to 10% on any order of the supplements that are he supplies there. Go there, check it out. Uh, Dr. Sherwood, again, he's a great friend to our show. He's been with us uh, for a long time now. We've brought him on. He's been on a bunch of our shows. Yeah, if you haven't listened Dr. to him Sherwood. speak, come on here. Listen to one of our old shows. You can listen to Dr. Sherwood. He will tell you all about the the, the stuff you're getting. You can also get uh, uh, DNA uh Genetic testing, Genetic testing. Yep, at his clinic yep. in Tulsa. And they do that all, they, it doesn't go to China. So you don't have to worry about your DNA going to China. You don't have to worry about anybody supporting Chinese Wuhan lab crap, lab leak crap. Just check it out. Dr. Sherwood dot, dot TV forward slash Patriot Party. And you're going to get his free ebook and you're going to save up to 10% on anything you get there. So folks go there today, give it a shot. Well, last question for you here before we wrap up, and, and this one's a doozy. So, um, you know, I know you, you've talked to people, you see more evidence than probably just about anyone um, as far as everything that's going on. Um, we've seen, we know for a fact that they started developing this poison gene therapy death shot uh, well before they ever introduced COVID into our world which was introduced. Um, why? What do you think their ultimate agenda is? Well, I mean, so I've got a lot of evidence on the ultimate agenda stuff. And uh, I, I don't, I don't go into specifics on things that I can't prove. I've got enough, you know, so uh, if you're a policeman and you're investigating a crime, you start out with a theory and, you know, you do your homework and you, you look at the evidence and you say, okay, I can prove this. I can't prove that. And then you, you know, you take it to your prosecutor. Um, I'm very careful publicly to share what I can prove. And when I start speculating about motives, you know, on a global level, there's always going to be a yeah, it's based on an awful lot of circumstantial evidence. And I'm pretty comfortable about what, you know, the, the goals and the motives. 
But, you know, I'm, I always try to stick to what I can prove. What I can prove is this. There are a lot of people making a lot of money right now. There are a lot of people moving our country away from what it was. The people winning right now are the people who hate America as a free nation. The people that are, that are really struggling right now are people who just want to live their life free. Um, if we, it's ironic that they've spent all this time dividing us. You want to hear one of the most amazing things I've heard in the last probably six months to a year? Please. In San Francisco, of all places, uh, Lee Dundas, who's you know one of my fellow patriots fighting this, Lee Dundas had a rally, and both the Proud Boys and the Black Lives Matter crew were there, and they were all supporting freedom. See, here's the thing. The one thing that the bad guys are afraid of is freedom. And that's why I said, mine's a message of unity. I don't care whether you're black, white, yellow, or green. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you do. What I care about is that all Americans have come together historically for freedom. And where we've made mistakes, we've remedied them. We've remedied suffrage. We've remedied the civil rights issues. It's not perfect. We still have work to do. But we've fought hard to make it better. We've all fought for freedom. You know, the one thing that this audience, you know, will be shocked to hear me say, so Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter for a lot of the protesters, not the scumbags that were burning down cities. Those people belong in jail. But for a lot of the people that were out there, they were protesting because they believe that the, the criminal justice system needs reform and that there is a lack of equality to an extent in there. Well, you know what, frankly, there is some issues with uh, the, the criminal justice system. I mean, they, they just, they exist, but they were protesting freedom. They didn't think that they were free. They thought they were wrong by the, by the man, you know, the, the, the government. Well, guess what? The Proud Boys were out doing the same thing. Different, different issue, different thing. But the point is, is that both groups both groups were out protesting because they didn't think that the, free, the freedom that this country stood for was being implemented. Now, I get, don't get me wrong. I know about the communist pushers and the Antifa and all that stuff, so you don't have to explain that to me. And but those people, if, you, if you're pro-communist, you need to be exported to China tomorrow, okay? Um, so I'm not trying to make excuses. And, we, you know, I, at this point, I hope my record for speaking out is... You know, enough that you can understand that, you know, I'm a pro-freedom guy uh, and not pro-communism. But the communists and these scumbags around the world that are about control and, and, you know, taking over, they're the ones pushing this all over the place. They're the ones winning on this. And we either come together and unite as Americans and free people of this world to stand for something, to have the courage to do what you did when you were serving our country to stand for freedom, to be willing to put it on the line. We either come together and do that, or our freedom's lost, because the price of freedom's always been and will always be eternal vigilance. We haven't paid it, and now look where we are. So we got to claw it back. So that's, I pray that everybody will. I, I pray that, uh, that we're going to get where we got to be. I believe that's what our founding fathers did, and um, something you were saying there, I, I was going to add in, uh, the Federalist 43 uh, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes 
necessary. Necessary. And that's something, you know, there's a lot of people that don't look at the Federalist Papers like they should. I've, I've, um, my, Most people aren't even aware of them. My wheelhouse is the declaration, uh, everything that took place from 1775 through 1779, especially in this country, because of what took place. If you don't realize the importance of everything that took place, how it shapes where we're at today, uh, the fact that the Constitution is a living document, it's not a dead document. It's not something we wrote 200 years ago that we cannot change today. We can change it. There are so many different things that I, I think just general civics in America has lost. They've lost that ability to understand that, like, look, there's a lot of things we can still do as a country, but we have to come together. And the one thing they are scared to death of, and one thing you just talked about, was 100% unity. You just saw Black Lives and the Proud Boys standing side by side. Because guess what? Everybody saw has the same thing on January 6th, and that's something that terrified them. Everybody has this idea of the Proud Boys. They're just a racist KKK. No, they're not. No. The, the, the leader of the Proud Boys is a Latino. I, I'm not really, he's a Haitian Latino at that. I'm kind of like, wait a minute, time out. If they're racist, uh, we have a whole new definition of what racism is in this country. Anybody that disagrees with the left is now a racist. Well, that's, that's pretty much accurate. Well, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm happy. I'd be honored to talk to the leaders of whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't care who I'm talking to. What I want to preach is unity. You know, if you're into violence, you're into crazy, causing trouble, I want nothing to do with you. But if you're willing to stand behind freedom and unity, I want you under our tent. I don't care who you are or what you do. I want freedom for all people in this country, and that's what we've got to push for. And that's what we've got to fight for. And, you know, while you got lawyers who are doing their job and trying to do what they can do in the courts, the one thing that we the people can do is you can is to to stand together for freedom. Freedom rallies are what we need. That's you know the reawakening tour with Clay Clark. You know he runs. We go around the country and we speak. A lot of ways those are freedom rallies. You know you, that's what we've got to have. We need freedom to to really be the call uh, calling uh, call sign for our, for our movement, and that's where we are. So, you know, to me, I'm happy and honored to talk to, to anyone that wants to do this. I'm trying to push really hard uh, to get this, this union of free people to come together and to, to stand. And, uh, you know, that's, that's that where we're at, too. Um, in fact, we've been we're we've started talking about uh, doing our own freedom rallies, per se. Um, some of the other podcasters that are you know, like-minded to us and, uh, that have put on some other events and like, um, the uh, red pill project yeah. we're associated with them. Mark, and we, Mark Miller from warriors yep. for angels is doing one as well, I believe in March in San Antonio. So that's, that's a great idea. And I hope more and more people get involved and come because, you know, there's so much great information I've been to now, uh, three Clay Clark events and I mean, they're just chock full of information and, you know, we go there and, and, the first time we went as as VIPs, and even though we were already in tune and informed, there was still we were exposed to so much detailed information um, that was just it was amazing. And then uh, we were in Tulsa, and we got to meet a, a lot of people there. Uh, that was a private event that Clay Clark hosted. And then I just went to Dallas as well. Unfortunately, Mick couldn't come, but I went as media, and that's a whole different perspective. But again, so much information and so many like-minded people, um, people that are really 
want to stand for freedom. They just don't know how. They don't know what to do. Um, so before we let you go, do you, you have any other ideas on what people can do to, to stand for freedom, to show their support, to show that we're all one country and we care about the direction uh, and, uh, that we're going of, in? One of the things we push is obviously voting. Like uh, we <clears throat> say, hey, get behind a candidate, find a candidate that fits what your beliefs are. Like for instance, uh, right here, you can see in front of my hard drive, I've got Candace Taylor, she's running for the governor of Georgia. Um, Which is where we she live. She is an America first. She's an America first candidate. And uh, I've listened to everything she said. Uh, I heard her before she announced her candidacy, candidacy to run. And when I found out that she was running, I was like, oh, my Lord, we got to get you on. We got her on. And uh, she's taken off. I mean, she's killing it. Um, of course, things have kind of she's kind of hit a set, setback here recently in Georgia. But. I think she, she'll overcome it. I, I think that the primary is going to tell everybody in Georgia where Georgia sits. But there's other, you know, other states have other candidates. We're going to we're, we're doing our best to bring them on. We're trying to bring on everybody we can. But voting only comes around, you know, uh, once a year, once every two years. What can people do now? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on getting involved and pushing, you know, to take back our politics. But that's and that's for sure. Um, Renstashlaw.com. I need you to sign the letter. I need you to send it to every local, state, and federal politician. If you look at the other documents, it's all based on that. That letter is based on that presentation and those supporting documents. That needs to go out to everyone over and over again. The mainstream media, our elected officials, it needs to be everywhere. We can't send it often enough. Okay. I expect that it'll result in more hit pieces on me for the mainstream media. But, you know, it's actually it's part of a larger strategy that we're looking at. Um, publicity is good publicity. I'm sorry. I said all publicity is good publicity. Um, you know what? I really hated giving up my anonymity. I, I really did not ever want people to know who I am. I really wish that I could go back to being not known. But, you know, this is what I got. God wants me to do to fight for our freedom. So, listen, push the letter out. Also help us share the website. We have all the data and all the information on there that Facebook censors, Google censors, everybody else and their brother censors. So, you know, you have to actually share it if you want people to see it. So we need a lot of help on that. Um, you can support, uh, we got our charity up there, uh, forgodfamilycountry.org. Um, we're going to be putting up a web store to help fund this because I try not to charge people much for the work we do um, or at all. Uh, but the other, you know, the biggest thing you can do is first of all, pray, uh, for us and for our country. And then I would say beyond all that, find your muse. Okay. The most important, you know, the most important thing I tell people when I interview is that I'm nobody. I live in a small town. I answered my own phone up until, you know, not that long ago. I'm not a big shot. I'm not anything special, but I am absolutely, absolutely zero question unwilling to stop on this. This is my this is my flag on the hill. This is my line in the sand. We've got to stand together. We've got to fight. And so that is what I'm doing. And that's what you've got to do as well. All righty. Well, we appreciate it, sir. And uh, couldn't be happier to have you on. Thank you so much. This was amazing. And uh, 
I, I hope that we get the opportunity to talk to you again in the future. So, you know, um, next time you got something big coming up, please uh, reach out and we'd love to have you come back on and chat some more. That sounds great. I really appreciate everything. And thank you guys for having me. God bless you. And thank you for what you do. And I pray that everybody that's watching your show will share your show because if we don't support guys and guys and gals like you, uh, it doesn't go. You guys are the only reason the truth's getting out. So I pray that people are supporting you and I hope they continue to. Well, thank you. You know, we, we say all the time, we're just along for the ride. God led us to, to start this and, um, you know, everything that we've done and, you know, we've, we've gained some moderate success and, and a, a bit of a following and, and it's all just, honestly, it, it's all God's work. It's all God's working through us because, um, we're just along for the ride. So, yeah, we appreciate it though. Uh, I'm, I couldn't be happier to have you on because I know that she's been, you know, talking <laughs> about you for months now Yeah, and I'm sure your ears have been burning because she's always like, Oh, do you know what Thomas friend said today? I was like, no, don't, sure don't. What did you, what did he say yeah, today? And, I, and you may and not I've heard be about a big it. shot, but, uh, you yeah, you're making be, it. You definitely become one and, um, your, your modesty becomes you, but you know, you are a leader in this fight and, uh, and, we, we need more like you and we definitely need more people to support you because we, we couldn't agree more. It is all about unity. The, the left uses everything they can to divide us. They use race and religion and sexuality and gender, literally anything they can to divide us. And now the jab, you know, I, it breaks my heart to see families divided over the jab, friends, you know, people that have been together for years, people divorcing over the jab. I mean, that's just, it's heartbreaking. They're finally succeeding. And we more now than ever need to come together as, as one people, as one country, um, because it's, it's not about right or left. It's not about any of that. It's mm -hmm. about good versus evil. And, uh, yes. it's, it's time to choose a side. So, so again, rensport slash law.com sign the petition. Now we appreciate it, sir. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, also go on there and get all this other information. Cause he's got tons of information on there. So go on rens forward <laughs> slash law dash law or dash law slash rens dash, dash law.com. Law. Awesome. Um, and sign the petition and get all the other information. If you've got any questions, especially concerning, uh, if you're in a position like I I'm, I'm about to be get on there and look it up look what you see what you can do all right we appreciate it sir thanks again thank you so much thank you have a great day have a great day you too so folks right here perfect example coastal Mar coastal marsh customs right here here it is perfect example this is the type of work they do let's go brandon this is our sign this is what we got made by them uh got some other stuff coming too as well trying to get them uh, to do me a defiant sign as well where it just says defiant and kind of the same lettering and the same type uh background uh with a burnt wood look you can go any wood wood look you want uh you can go mahogany you can go with whatever wood you want if you can think of the type of wood you want to see it on you've got a picture of what you've got send it to him. Uh, the guy is amazing. Coastalmarshcustoms at gmail.com. Send it. Use promo code DEFIANT. You're going to save up to 17% on your order. This is all custom woodworking done right here in America, sent directly to your door. It is a veteran-owned, veteran-operated company. One of my favorite pieces right here, just because it was a Let's Go Brandon piece, and I just thought it was hysterical. And uh, VLIN loves it, too. We gotta, we're got we going to put some lacquer on it to make it a little bit more def uh, clear. But I'm telling you right now, this one's a, a killer. We One of the things we, we just saw him last night, we hung out with them at a Christmas party. One, one of the few great things I love about this company, we 
I just love the way that they can, if you can think of it, they can do it. So again, reach out Coastal Marsh Customs, Inc., uh, Coastal Marsh Customs at gmail.com and use promo code Defiant. It's going to save you up to 17% on your order. And even VLAN's got some stuff coming too. She asked for some stuff last night. So I'm kind of looking forward to see what he does with the stuff that VLAN asked for because she's never easy to please. <laughs> so, and don't forget, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, let's go, Brandon.